Hey, everybody. Hey. Whoa. Me and Bob are in the same room. <laughs> it's happening. Um, hey, everybody, and welcome to the Improv Network podcast. This is a series of conversations aimed at making stronger connections throughout the improv community. I'm James Quesada. And I'm Bob Wick. And uh, for the very first time during uh, what's been just a hair over a year, year. of mm -hmm. us uh, recording this show, formerly under uh, Improv FAQ, this is the first time that Bob and I are doing it in the same room. Yeah, this show is sponsored by Vaccinations. Get yours. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Um, so uh, we are your education team for the Improv Network, and you can go to the improvnetwork.org to check out all sorts of fantastic resources. Um, there's blogs and there's interviews and there's uh, festival listings and fingers crossed there's good we're gonna see a lot of those coming back uh can you imagine um i can't but i can <laughs> and i love it <laughs> it is honestly one of the things i'm looking forward to the most is yeah. the first festival i get to go to um and uh there's also an improv faq page where you can find all sorts of video content including a little lecture series by me and these conversations between bob and i and other fantastic guests um in a longer form uh podcast setting James, that was a fantastic opening. That was a fantastic <laughs> opening. Thank you. They, uh, <laughs> and our topic for this episode, now that you mention it, Bob, is actually openings or openers, uh, depending on who, where, what community you yeah. come from. You might what region of the improv world you're in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, okay, so let, let, I feel like this is a step that we too often skip. Let's make sure we start by defining what openers are openers or open names, um, which is essentially uh, the beginning of your show. You have a long form, usually it's typically, yeah. we can talk about it in a few ways. We, we can talk about it in context of uh, short form and sketch as well, but typically in long form is where you'll see the idea of an opener. Uh, and it's uh, some way of starting your show. It's a designated right. um, game or uh, just segment of the show that uh, yeah. comes at right at the top to sort of introduce the show um, or kickstart the show. And then uh, it can be used in various ways. Um, yeah, it can be a device to uh, explain any rules or uh, any uh, define what the audience should know before we step into uh, whatever world we're building. Uh, it's also a great device just to um, while the audience, you know, I like to talk about when we do long form, it's it's a play that's never been written. And a lot of good like Broadway shows have this big opening that, that draws you in, uh, suspends your disbelief. And uh, I'm, I'm thinking about like the, the beginning of, uh, of The Lion King. Like that is the, the beginning of Lion King is incredible. All the animals coming her. Great opener. Uh, so, so what I'm saying is try to try to be your own Lion King when you, when you, when you do your shows. Get somebody picked up by the waist and, and held out over the audience yep. at the top of your Anybody. Show. Any with their permission, of course. Um, <clears throat> find a baby if you can. Uh, mm -hmm. Have a baby just so you can do your improv show. Uh, make sure it's a new baby every every time. <laughs> you want a fresh baby. Uh, they get people. older. They get old fast. Yeah, so. <laughs> not as appealing after the fourth time. So yeah. Um, and so, so like, but some some legitimate examples of, right. of openers. Uh, if you've seen a Harold. Uh, Typically, a herald's going to start with some sort of opener. It's right. typically going to use the entire ensemble in some way, um, and it might be uh, 
I've seen I've seen heralds that do like a sort of narrative narrative opener of like people are uh, doing like there's a star shooting across the sky and um, it collides into another uh, into a satellite and there's stardust and uh, people are all kind of contributing to this uh, improvised narrative slash scene painting at the top. Right. Um, what are some other examples? That oh, uh, what's that show that you took me to in New York where we had the the beatboxing? Oh over? yeah, North Coast. Yeah, North Coast. That was a great. Oh. That was because I've never seen like a professional beatboxer live. So it just that that drew everybody in. That was so incredible that how talented that guy was. Uh, and then the show itself, very, very interesting. Shout out to North Coast, the yeah. improvised hip hop uh, show. They are actually back doing live oh, shows sure. at the Improv Asylum. Um, I want to say it's uh, maybe like every other Wednesday or something. But uh, check out North Coast uh, if you're in the New York area, if you get a chance at the Improv Asylum. One of the best shows I've ever seen. They're fantastic. Uh -huh. Another one I was thinking of, uh, Improvised Shakespeare. They have an incredible opener. Um, when I saw it at the I.O., there's like even their their stage lights and everything, it, it almost looked like a, a rock show. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, so, 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 yeah, yeah. They, they do have an awesome opener, but that's that's actually more of their, their I think you're thinking of their intro, where they they actually, oh. like, set up the show. Well, yeah, they do. Well, I was going to go into that. They do, but I said rock show, and it really fucked me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, come to my rock show, kids. Um, <laughs> so it's like a concert, and then, then they get the suggestion, and, and with the suggestion, one of the performers goes into a soliloquy, and that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. So, so which is a yeah, that's a great uh, example because it's um, sort of unique, and and it maybe can segue us into like different reasons to use an opener and different um, ways that they're used. Because like uh, most most often, I think of openers as like a something that the whole group is going to participate in. Um, and, and, and in part, because I like openers, the idea of openers, um, not only to give like the show an overture or like introduce the style and kind of like um, energy of the show, but just to introduce the, the ensemble. So I like, it's a good way to just like, here's the cast um, okay. baked yeah. into it. Uh, but but Improvised Shakespeare is a really great example because um, that's an alternate type of opener where it's just one person. There, there is a full ensemble, but in Shakespeare style, there's just like this opening uh, soliloquy, uh, and usually it's it's like it's like three to five minutes of it's like a, a it's solo. It's a long one, yeah. I've seen it a few times, and they go for so it. So it's a pretty yeah, yeah, it's a pretty big burden to put on one person, and I've never seen anybody who didn't crush it. But like, yeah, I can't that's believe the hard thing. They crushed though. <laughs> Man, I would get stuck. Like, I don't know. I don't think I can pull that off well as well as they do. Yeah, no, I, it would take. It, it's unbelievable the kind of extra yeah. training aside from just improvising that it would take to get the the language and the rhyme scheme and the rhythm of it right. It's unbelievable. But um, okay, so that that's a great example of like, well, the reason that they're using that is uh, because they want to um, really just start start off by doing something that is very much in the genre of the show that they're doing, yeah. and it also um, the soliloquy is meant to kind of like give a summary or like foreshadowing of the show because they're going to do an improvised Shakespeare play. So, so like uh, they're, they're going to use it not only to kind of like flaunt the, um, their ability to do Shakespeare language, but uh, use it for the story. Um, and uh, so the, the, the rest of the cast is, is listening to kind of like pull these ideas of yeah. like, okay, what is this soliloquy kind of like um, setting up, up for us to do uh, at some point throughout our improvised show, you know? So they're, they're, they're pulling from it to actually yeah. uh, use. And um, yeah, so 
let's see. Not, not every show is going to have uh, an opener, and not every show needs to. Right. But um, what are some reasons that uh, a show might want to use an opener, or like a, a team might want to think about having an opener? Um, I, I think one of the best examples, like you you mentioned earlier, is the Herald style, where you're you're almost giving yourself ideas, or you're like you're brainstorming on stage, um, like uh, and pulling stuff from that brainstorm and. and because the opener is so organic, it proves to the audience everything we're doing is is made up on the spot. You know, because yeah. uh, if you're uh, to me, if you're doing it right, you're making mistakes in the opener <laughs> to show the flaws. You know, um, yeah, uh, and those usually are, are moments of levity and, and but also inspiration because when you do make a mistake, it kind of sticks in your brain a little bit more. So you probably will use that piece of information uh, somewhere down. Uh, in your form. Um, I don't know. What are we thinking? Yeah. Uh, th that's a, that's a great reason. I mean, uh, yeah. Anything, you know, knowing your audience um, and knowing whether, just, yeah, I, anything that proves or, or demonstrates that it's improvised is great. So that's a great point and I, I, that I didn't really think of. And because like, you're going to take a suggestion and then immediately use it in okay. a way that like is, um, that really like uh, unique to improv, you know, um, even if you jump right into a scene, well, you know, sketches do that and, uh, you know, typical or conventional theater does it, uh, but like having some kind of organic group um, game or, or response to it. Yeah. It, it's going to prove that it's improvised, do something that you'll probably only see in the improv world. Um, and that's great. I think that, uh, you know, if you, uh, it's good for generating ideas too, right? Okay. Is that like, like you said, you can, you, if you make mistakes or like uh, some organic discoveries or whatever, like you can pull that and use it in the show. Yeah. And so it, it, well, at the same time that it proves that it's improvised because you start immediately right. with a suggestion, um, it also alleviates some of the burden to invent um, and, you know, put, you know, you don't have to pull things really out of thin air. As soon as the show starts, you can use for the very first moment on to re-inspire the rest of the show. Um, and so, yeah, openers can be really great for that. Like, uh, and, and and then if, if you're using what you did in the opener, which is clearly improvised to the audience, right. then it it maintains the thread of being clearly improvised throughout because you're re, you're using yeah. and reusing stuff that you and yeah. and it creates a shorthand through with the players too. Like, yeah. oh, I remember we just talked about that. He's or she or they are bringing it up again. So, you know, we, we have a shorthand. We're all on the same page. Let's build from there. It, it's a good foundation. Uh, another uh, reason to use it most, and I think this is mostly like written. Uh, and the, the best example I've seen recently, uh, have you seen Army of the, De the Dead? Army of the Dead. Uh, it's it's new. Uh, I think it's in theaters and it's also on HBO Max. Uh, I, so I, was like, of, I was thinking of Army of Darkness. Oh, yeah. Army of Darkness. Dope. Uh, Army of the Dead, I'm not going to spoil it. No spoilers here, uh, but it has this really great monologue, or not monologue, uh, montage, where um, they kind of explain the rules of their zombies. Because every zombie it, are, are basically the same. You know, you, got, you kill a zombie, you stab him in the head, blah, blah, blah. But rather than going through all that, they just had a quick, or I'm not going to say quick, they had a really cool montage of here's the world we live in. This is the zombies we're dealing with. This is the stakes. These are the characters. This is their wants. This is their relationships. Uh, let's go have fun. And it's it's great. Um, so it's a, a great way. And they didn't have to go back and, you know, explain anything or 
uh, have to introduce tropes that we're all used to. Uh, they just got that all away. So like if you're doing some kind of genre play, if you want to get rid of, if you want to just, you know, cross off some tropes from your list, you can just do it in the beginning and then like, all right, now we can move forward. Yeah. That, yeah, for genre shows, absolutely, to, to just immediately tap into the genre and, like, get uh, – because that, that clicks the audience into it just as much as the as – the, uh, like, like you said, like, you're watching it and you're like, yeah, 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 this world, this world, right? Yeah, yeah we get it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, um, that's great for genre shows. I also um, – like I said earlier, I just like the idea of introducing the ensemble, especially if you have a large cast, you know, like, more than, like, six people. Um, uh, it, it can take a while to – get the when once you get the show started to get everybody represented in a right. scene. And so uh, it could be a nice way to just kind of be like, here's the people that you're you can expect to see and like um some of the sensibilities. Like you're gonna get a real quick kind of like taste of who's who's gonna be doing this show. Yeah. And um you know like in the showdown that's a that's a local show that we do that's a uh, short form game show. Yeah. Yeah. Short form game show, uh, two teams of three, uh, battle it out. Uh, but they, each team usually has some kind of gimmick or team name or, and, or bit that they do to kind of introduce themselves to the audience. And it's a great way to also like, this is the kind of humor our team does and what to expect. And this is what we do. Um, this, and then this is why you should also applaud for our team rather than those guys over there. Yeah. And honestly, so again with, yeah, just building on that, there's also a game that we play uh, called Challenge in a Minute. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure it goes by other names, other places, but mm -hmm. um, it's basically a debate on some silly top topic of like best ice cream flavor or whatever. And people, one person is arguing a point uh, out front and then at any point if somebody might challenge it or, or you know, make a rebuttal and, and then take over and push their argument or whatever. But it's, it's this great game that is one foot into, like, uh, we're not doing characters yet, uh, but we are bullshitting arguments that, like, right. are just for comedy's sake. Um, and But, you're, but you're, still, you're still playing, you're, like, doing that as yourself. So, right. again, you get, like, the audience gets a really great um, introduction to the, the ensemble as themselves, but yeah. as comedians, you know? And, and also, like, we are doing a game show type uh genre uh but we also want to show like this is the kind of arguments we're having this is the kind of competition we're we're just yes. we're, we're all <laughs> each other it's, it's, no, no one should take this too serious because we're all here to have fun so i mean yeah and that uh so i mean we're bouncing around a little bit but but um yeah. i think that that's I, that's great too and i think that again when, what you said about like making mistakes in a long form opener is like like that again it proves that it's improvised but it also right. is is like we we, we we don't expect this to be perfect mm -hmm. we don't even really want it to be right, <laughs> like right. it would be I less mean, fun if I it try, were perfect. i yeah. try to make it as good as i don't i don't purposely mistake because i don't like that I, I like i make enough mistakes as it is uh <laughs> and we can all go back to rock show um that i don't need to <laughs> introduce that <laughs> yeah. Um, but but yeah, it, 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 that that gives the audience yeah. like this is what we're trying to do mm -hmm. and kind of what we're not trying to do. You right. know, um, that's that's great. It's it just sets up the vibe for what's going to happen. Um, and yeah, so uh, what, are there are there specific shows um, that you've done that like? I guess we I, I kind of want to move to talking about like 
how you think about openers or how you prefer to do openers when you're doing a show or like what some of your favorite show experiences were? Um, I, well, the last show I wrote, uh, co-wrote was the, the puppet show, guess who's coming to puppet street. And it was really important to me because we were, we were doing puppet shows that we started with the song. Uh, cause all the puppet shows I liked when I was a kid, Sesame street, I always started with a big song, but I really want your Muppet show type. Like, let's get that energy out there. Um, I think another good example is when we did secret secrets. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting example too. Yeah, and and I, I want to talk about. All right, we can talk about sketch. Um, yeah, because it well, <laughs> damn it. Now I'm now I'm being tugged in two different directions because <laughs> because because uh, so sketch is a really great example. Right. Um, when even when you like write and intent intentionally are like, um, crafting like how how are we gonna like make this the best show experience? Right. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, opening with a song has a great energy and um, like you said, that captures the genre, yeah. like everything that, that you've seen that's puppet shows does that. Um, and uh, everybody, pretty much everybody in the, in the show got introduced in that opening Absolutely. song, yeah. right? Yeah, so, so you're introducing the ensemble. Um, so you, you do that if you have the chance to like really, um, to write it. So yeah, we wanna find ways to do that in improv too uh, for uh, not every show, but yeah, it's good to consider how you might be able to do that in an improvised show too. The secret secrets is interesting because we kind of have like a, like a sort of canned um, setup at the top uh, where the, we had a, a bunch like five fam, four or five family members yeah. that were all hanging out in the living room. And uh, we had uh, what you would call beats, which we've talked about uh, um, where we're like, okay, we want to establish it's, it's unscripted, but we want to establish that we're siblings, that there's been a parent that has died and that there's been a secret about the family that's been unveiled after their passing. Um, and uh, that we want to put to rest um, the, the elephant in the room. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, we don't really, we, we have a little checklist. Uh, so that's, that's really interesting because it's like, um, yeah, it's like, uh, it's like halfway between being kind of like scripted and, and totally. Yeah, it's like a mid form. Yeah. 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 Like I said, we, we, uh, Basically, that whole intro was to introduce the premise and the characters. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, yeah. Uh, one, of, one of my favorites um, was the Elastic Time Cannon. Oh, yeah. And um, the uh, there's a couple things that I really liked about that opener. and uh, But a big part of it in general is just that it um, it sets up the, the um, theme of the show or the, the concept of the show. Right. So like the elastic time canon was a show whose tagline was uh, a show that begins, ends and keeps going all at once. Um, and so we played a game that was basically a loop of dialogue, a growing loop of dialogue uh, that started between two people and then eventually became a tag in game between the ensemble. Um, oh, Natalie, uh, given love to elastic time canon. I miss it so much. Natalie from the other room. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Natalie. Um, but uh but so so you have you start having uh, the rest of the ensemble tag in and mm -hmm. continue that pattern so it gets the whole group involved. There's mistakes that inherently happen because the pattern that you're uh, building is impossible um, and uh, impossible to maintain. Mm -hmm. And then by the end of it, it falls apart. But the the goal of the cast was to somehow lean into one of these like mistakes and really right. magnify it and and use it as a sort of portal into um, some crazy organic group game that 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 really like try to make a, a um, organic discovery, but then ride it as far away from where we started as possible. 
And I think that that is like the, the type of thing where it's like, um, okay, it's telling the audience, we're going to be doing a lot of heady stuff, a lot of like math here, <laughs> memory games, yeah. but we're also looking for opportunities to go uh, as unreasonable, right. <laughs> like unanalytical as possible too. And just like, Wah! so like stuff like that is, that's a sweet yeah. combination for me. If, is a, is a, if it can do the introduction and also like kind of blow the audience's mind in a way that's like, oh shit, we're going to get the whole spectrum here. You know? Yeah. And it's also one of those things like the audience, if they're an improv audience, they kind of know what to expect. So if you can give them something that they have no idea, because most of them aren't trained, I don't know what's going on. What, is, what are they doing here? Where are we going with, what is this? What's the point of this? And then it all just snaps into place. That's a cool experience. Like, oh, this is what this is. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned energy too, just uh, a couple times. And uh, sometimes that's enough. Yeah. Like it, it honestly, you know, you, you don't want to do an opener for the sake of doing an opener. I think that's, that's like a word of caution that gets uh, put out there. Uh, it's fair share and for good reason. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say that like uh, if the only reason you're doing your opener is to give the show good energy and to connect with the cast, uh, internally amongst the cast to get that group mind um, that that can be enough too. You don't have to even use the opener later. Um, if, 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 as long as the audience is psyched about it and the yeah. cast is psyched about it, that can be enough. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, because the, the, I mean, if you start from a high point, you just gotta be careful. Like you don't drop too fast. Cause that I, I've seen that like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to do all this fun stuff. And then like first scenes, like, well, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, where are we? Who <laughs> yeah. are you? Uh, yeah, or, what or, are we gonna do today? What's uh, um, yeah, welcoming <laughs> or not welcome, but hey, hey. man, isn't it weird? That we're oh, we know each other, cool. Uh, right, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that can be tough to maintain or to uh yeah it's it, or on the on the reverse if you're like trying to go too fast you right. have this big high energy uh opener and then and then you're like rapid fire dialoguing uh, and just being like we're under fire we're under attack oh my god we gotta go you're shot i'm dying we're all like, dead. yeah and then that's that's gonna be like exhausting you need you know so so what's yeah that's that's a great point to even just bring up about like show dynamics too is that we, we've talked about how the opener can kind of fit in the beginning of the, what it yeah. does in the beginning and you also kind of have to think about like, okay, well, what do we want to have, have happen like like right after that? Uh, and again, going back to like Elastic Time Can, it would be like after this like crazy um, uh, wild ride that we do after the opener, we know that right after that, it's going to be like a slow, close to self-grounded two-person scene. And so you get like a little contrast. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's, yeah, that's that's a great thing to keep in mind. It's just like, well, what are you going to do after? <laughs> Uh, I'm having a brain fart. Do you remember what is the name of that form where the first scene is the last scene? Do you remember that one? Oh, uh, Mobius strip. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. And I always like that, especially I've seen people do it where they keep on coming back to the last scene, uh, or sorry, they keep on coming to the first back to the first scene. Yeah, uh, which makes the first scene that more important. But you know, each time you're almost not resetting, but you're settling in more, you know, you, 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 and you get a little bit more grounded and, and then you get to play with 
these characters a little bit more. I always thought that was a really cool way to, to do an intro, especially when you know, like, if you're familiar with the form, how important it becomes throughout the show. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point, too, is that you can use a scene as an opener um, or sort of your backbone throughout the show, right. which, yeah, that's that's a good example. It's Mobius Strip. You're going you're gonna to do a scene. You're going to establish a scene that you're going to keep coming back to or, or has a, a sort of bookend to the show. Uh, or like a deconstruction is, is uh, right. you know, you have a, a recurring source scene, same idea that like you establish a strong two-person scene and then there's like uh, specific things that the rest of the cast is looking to pull out of it is, is like, um, well, what are some quirks about these characters that we can like uh, pull and isolate and use for other scenes? And then you come back to it and you're like, okay, this time around, we're going to really take a look at like these themes or these, these like, uh, what this scene says about like the flaws of humanity or whatever. And then yeah. we're going to use those in, in, in a bunch of scenes. Um, I actually, you know, the, uh, one of my favorite ways to use scenes as an opener is to do a bunch of quick scenes at the top of a show yeah. to do like a montage where it's like, okay, you get your suggestion or whatever, you know, you're going to get from the audience. And I like to just like to do shows where you just, have the whole cast respond to it in a bunch of like blackout scenes or just like, Oh yeah. Just uh, the beginning of scenes and, and, and a rapid fire thing. What's that? Uh, TGIF Friday or not TGIF Friday. Uh, TGIF. <laughs> TGIF. <laughs> uh, with Garrett and Hanson and Joey. Uh, oh, oh God. ABC family. ABC. Family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, I don't have to try to make mistakes. <laughs> I organically create them. <laughs> Uh, but you, so so ABC Family was yeah like a genre show and yes. and then they do at the, at the top they did like a series of quick scenes but it was like a last time on right yeah yeah that's a great way to use it too yeah. I, and and the way so the light would go up two two of the characters would be on stage they would do like uh, what would be a last episode or a very special like playing with the genre of uh, TGI of Fridays <laughs> yeah uh, yeah <laughs> uh, you know scenes that you would see at a TGI, TGI Friday, Friday yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, but uh, but yeah, they were doing like uh, fa family drama, Seventh yeah. Heaven style. If that if that's a relevant reference anymore, I think they brought it back. Did they really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, they're doing like family, almost like after school special meets uh, family friendly TV drama. Um, but uh, yeah, that's a great device. Is is doing like they're they're again they're introducing the ensemble. They're they're capturing the genre mm -hmm. and they're setting themselves up for like okay, uh, how can we flesh this out? If this is what we said happened last time, right. what does that say about what's going to happen this time? So yeah, when uh, you know you're one of the people around here who have created a lot of a lot of their own forms or their own shows based on forms. When you are creating a show, are you thinking about the opener or do you create the show and then reverse engineer to create an opener? Oh, that's a good question. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I would say I love form. Um, and so if I'm going to do a show, uh, you know, if I were going to just start working on a new show from scratch, most of the time I'm... Um, yeah, there, there's kind of two parts of it that I that I think I do is is one I just start thinking about like games or components of a show that I really like that yeah. I that I want to play around with, and then maybe it'll be like okay that's that's kind of like Elastic Time Cannon was like well I guess we started thinking about like um you know we, I want I was looking forward to playing with like 
uh, patterns and repetition. And so I started thinking about like, well, what are some short form, short, short form games or exercises that do that? And then, and then I think about those, like whether or not, is there a way to turn that into an opener? And then you might be like, okay, yeah. What if we did that as an opener? And then it led to this. And so you, you kind of building block your way for the rest of the show there. Um, other times, uh, I, I think less commonly, uh, I would, th- if I know, if I know what I want, like sometimes it's an assignment, right? You're like, right. like with secret secrets, that's, that's based on a book. So yeah. um, it, it's a, you, the assignment is to direct a show that is one hour based around this book. Yeah. And so you're like, okay, well, that's, I, 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 I started more with like, uh, let's have it be about the siblings hashing out their secrets. And, and then I'm like, well, what makes sense as a good opener for that, you know? Yeah. So uh, I, most, most of the time I try to think about the, 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 the components first and then build the concept. Well, there. I would imagine for that one, you also had to consider not everybody in that audience has read the book. Uh, yeah. So you have to introduce the premise of this whole thing without it giving out homework to the audience. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, did you read the book? Don't buy a ticket till you do. <laughs> yeah. Or I remember, were you in um, the play of lost things? I was not. Uh, there was a, so, but you remember that show, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was a really good show. Yeah. So this is a, 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 one of those shows that go comedy did uh, based on a book. The book was called book of lost things. And it was mm-hmm. like a, a fairy tale fantasy type um, folklore book. And uh, I remember for that show, uh, there was like a, a narrator um, that would kind of like set up like, kind of like we were talking about, um, uh, with Shakespeare, improvised Shakespeare, it's like setting up the foreshadowing or the backdrop, the exposition, mm-hmm. and um, cast members would come in and kind of like portray any character that the narrator would introduce. Somebody would come up and kind of like be them for a moment. Uh, sort of like Peter Falk in uh, A Prince's Bride. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so you see like this this little montage or like mm-hmm. spotlight moments of acting out what the narrator is saying. Um, and yeah, so that again, it's it's, it's like. It's good to to just bring the audience in um, to to yeah to what the show is tapping into like uh, in whatever way you can. Um, yeah. So, what, what if if you do when you do uh, just teams or troops? Do you right. prefer if you're not you know you're doing like a twenty minute set? Do you prefer to have an opener? Well, I'm narrative heavy, so yeah, I do. Uh, so when I was coaching Brenda. Uh, I was having them do that form that Sean Ferrugia uh, taught us the the choose your own adventure, yeah, which cool. is basically like a Larange slacker. Yeah. Uh, so the the introduction of character, like so, the, each performer stayed the same character the entire time throughout the entire show. Um, but it was a it was a montage of these characters interacting. So at the top, uh, two character two performers come down. Uh, they would establish a character in their relationship. One person would get tagged out in a new relationship and character will get introduced. And they go, and as soon as everybody went through one round, you know, so we introduced at least two characters at, or each, each character had two relationships with two other characters. Uh, then they started playing around with that. So okay. we, we kind of were, it, it was a great way for uh, them to, uh, do introduction to, to audience, inter- uh, bring up the energy because each each of the scenes were really really quick. It only had to do what where where are you? Who are you to each other? 
and then tag out. Um, and maybe if there's any, you know, tension. Um, but it, in doing so, they created like a small little world for them to play in. And throughout the, the, the form uh, or the show, the, the, the world would slowly build and grow. And uh, hopefully uh, everybody would, would find their character arc and have a good ending, which is hard to do in 20 minutes, but they did a really good job of it. We really worked hard on that one. Yeah, that, that can definitely be a challenge. And I, I know that like some people are kind of opposed to openers just because they feel like it eats time. Right. And I'm, and well, and, and I guess on the one hand, it's like, well, make use of it. <laughs> right, right, right. If it's entertaining, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. time well spent. <laughs> but, but people who like to just focus yeah. on bread and butter, standalone scenes, right. uh, tend to not be fans of openers. So they're like, it's going to be five minutes before we can get to a scene. Right. And that can be tough in a 20 minute show. But, but like, yeah, I don't know. How do you kind of, um, what, it, it, have you gotten that kind of feedback before from people? And they're, they're like, it just feels like we're postponing the. Yeah, the it can be constrictive. And, yeah. and I'm like, well, or we can do a montage like every other troop. I like, I like, I like shows to be specific. I like, I like shows and troops to have, I don't know, um, some kind of thing that makes them them. And, and doing a montage is fun and that's pure improv. But to, to me, like when you go to a festival, if everybody's just doing a montage, then you, you'll get some great scenes, but also you get some really, you know, it's just, where's the, the showmanship, I guess. Yeah, that's a good point too. Uh, just on the list of reasons to consider a opener right. is like, it can be your signature thing and uh again yeah depending on what your goals are if if you're like we want to do festivals and we want to travel and we want to like maybe even book shows that that we might get paid for then like you you are better off thinking of ways to like set yourself apart from the crowd and be uh yeah leave your stamp on on people's memories i'm thinking about um troops like uh the bearded company uh and they have they have several shows and they have different genres they usually have an opener um, but they're really, really well polished presentations, you know, yeah. and that's why they've been going as strong as they have and they, they, they can monetize their shows. And, you know, I, I don't know, every festival I've seen and they've gotten really great spots and always bringing a great crowd and are entertaining as hell. So they're doing something right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that the, the show's, that you tend to see at festivals right. the most, um, or like a, the, the sorry, the like the teams that where you, you if you're going to a bunch of festivals and you're like these guys are everywhere, right? Those those teams and those shows tend to have um, those like unique right. uh, forms or styles, not always strictly form, but like something that yeah brands them. Um, man, uh, what was what else? I was going to say something else on the idea of like. Uh, uh, setting yourself apart with the, with the opener or maybe, maybe what it made me think of is, um, uh, Oh, going back to you, you were talking about, uh, Brenda using an opener for narrative. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I'm also wondering like how you teach the the difference between like, okay, well, this is an opener that we're going to use and pull for the rest of the show. Mm -hmm. Um, versus like elastic time can once our opener was done we, we weren't really like pulling from that opener to inspire the scenes as much as hoping that like after all that kind of uh free play chaos that you would be a blank slate to just like pure improvise from like whatever 
you know, position, just like whatever to, from nothing. But and those are two different um, approaches to it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, so like on the on the um, I want to talk about uh, on, on your side of things where you're doing more like narrative and story building. Like, well, how do you how do you keep from getting like too much in your head about what you're pulling out of an opener like that? What do you kind of tell people, you know, to, to look for Yeah. what's too much, what's too little to pull? Um, what the more comfortable you get, the more you can pull. Uh, so in the beginning, I, I would always tell them the most important thing is the relationship between these two characters. Even if you forget the name, even if you forget everything else about what was established, you know how this character feels about this other character. So as, as if like, I haven't seen this guy from high school in 30 years, but I know I don't like that son of a gun. And when I see him walking down the street, I'm going to cross the road. You know, it, usually I wouldn't cross the road, but I saw no, thank you. Uh, <laughs> at the camera. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it, it, and you can, you, you can build from that. Something so simple as a feeling or a relationship is to me, one of the, the easiest things to pull from, when you do a narrative, um, I mean, are there times like are there shows that you are in or coaching where you're trying to pull more like premise stuff, like um, yeah, where you're like uh, uh, that's a great takeaway is, is like right. you have a relationship, and so if you get so, on stage with this person, you know how you feel about them. Yeah. But, so as you progress, though, you can you can grab more. Yeah. Okay. Um, you can you, if you remember what their want is, you can either deny it or help them achieve it, depending on how you feel with about them. Uh, you're, the goal would be when you step off the back line, the audience already knows part of your story, so you don't have to retell that. You can build from there. And, that, and every time you come off the back line, the audience knows more because they have the advantage. They, they're just sitting there and taking it all in. You're the one doing all the heavy work on stage. You're the, the one spitting all the plates. They don't have to. They can just take it in. They, they, and and the, quick, uh, the more you can build the story, the faster or uh, – make that connection with the audience, uh, the farther you can go it, without it being too jolting. Like I didn't see that coming because, uh, this doesn't make sense for that character. But if we, if we get there, you know, using those building blocks of who you are, who you are to each other and location and character wants and all that other stuff that you, you know, you can pay attention or, uh, any specific language that was used or any, what makes the different kind of uh, phrases, um, and then then it's a more cohesive story yeah and that being able to go farther faster or kickstart scenes because you're not starting from nothing every time is a big benefit yeah. of having an opener and yeah i think that that's actually probably you know i was asking about like when people push back on like oh it's a waste of time or like it right. just postpones the best parts of the show it's like well if you do a little bit of like the legwork up front to just like give yourself a table of contents or yeah, yeah these like uh, starting points, then you can actually get more out of the rest of the show is how, so, is how I think about it. Yeah. Yeah. So Natalie and I've been watching a lot of, uh, you know, because of everything going on, watching a lot of uh, TV, a lot of streaming stuff. And there's been a, a surge of more and more like, like plays on uh, like action or uh, superhero movies or cartoons and it, they can't use Superman, but they'll have a Superman character. They have a Batman character. And that's great because they don't have to tell those stories. You know, everybody have seen, you know, and are very familiar with superpowers and 
you know, oh, obviously he has laser eyes. He's the Superman character. So they can just tell their story rather like rather than origin story, origin story, origin story. Yeah, let's yeah. get to it. Yeah. Yeah. That that is that would be if anybody is is uh listening to this and being like, I'm just trying to figure out like how I can stop hating openers, that would be my advice. But right. is, is that you have to think about it as like how it's what how it's serving you right. uh to get more out of the parts that you like more right. in the rest of the show. Um, I think it, maybe it's also fair to point out that like w- with something like the elastic time cannon where it's like, uh, okay, we do this opener for the sake of like kind of having more of a stylistic conceptual overture. Right. And after it, we're, the point is to like have gotten so lost in the opener that you're starting from a blank slate, um, a truly blank slate in the next scene that's for like an hour long show. Right. Yeah. And so like, you also have to do, you do have to figure out like, what is the trade off? Yeah. If you were to do that for a shorter show, then you really are like, yeah. maybe, maybe you should do something that, that feeds more directly into the rest of the show. And I have seen shows where the, it felt like the opener was longer than the show itself. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm telling you folks, edit that shit. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, openers are great. I, I, I do believe it's a really great way to start a show. And like you said, I'm just going to repeat what James said. It's very stylistic. It's very interesting. It makes you unique. Uh, I really like it when the the either the name of the show or the troop name reflects what the show is, and then they double down with having a great opener and you just get into it. Uh, I think about like Two Man No Show. They don't have a set opener, but you know it's going to be unique from the beginning, and it grows from there. Um, yeah, they're running around to like wrestler entrance music. Yeah, yeah. They, actually, they do have a. Like, they're, yeah. they're hyping. Yeah, they're, yeah they they're, have little Beastie Boys in the beginning, and then yeah, they 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 do their thing. They got they enter from the back of the house. That's always dope. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. that's funny too because yeah, that's it's really they're just like they're testing the audience. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, from from the other room, Natalie has. <laughs> uh, could you read that? I, I, I think of openings and musicals for inspirations. Do you remember Torch Song at Snow Day last year? Oh, that's uh, Jeremy and uh, I'm a man from the ring wall. I can't remember his name. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, David. David and Jeremy. Uh, what did they do for an opener? Uh, I can't remember their opener. I remember their set, but I don't remember their opener. Uh, but they always do. I think they make up a song because they do like a, 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 a musical made up on the spot. Okay, yeah. I mean, if you're doing musical improv, you you, you should <laughs> like it's, it's hard you? it's hard to get around. Yeah, Rockamatic did a really good one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rockamatic uh, again, just uh, so a uh, improvised rock opera, and uh, they would. Here, here's what I. This is a little bit of a tangent, but here's what I loved about uh, Rockamatic um, compared to a lot of musical improv that I see. There's uh, there's a lot of musical improv that will just kind of like keep the opener simple, and you're basically just like finding like a phrase to repeat or a um, or the title, you know, taking the title and like turning it, building a harmony on it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's great for the musical stuff. But um, Rockamatic would would uh, really try to do. They would they would find a chorus after like a few people did their uh, kind of like introductory character. Um, entrances. I like that's your go-to, like, this is a character. I'm a character <laughs> now. Yeah, they would take the stage and be like, this is me, this I'm is singing. Me. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. I want to see rock so bad. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> I, I would make I that mean, tried, I, I wouldn't. I've tried doing musical improv, and uh, boy, do I have a hard time mm. remembering what I sang, the melody of what I sang. Uh, I'm with you, buddy. Uh, but uh, but yeah, Rockamatic did a really nice job of like of like like oh okay we're gonna kind of slow burn the chorus of this mm -hmm. opening song and um, and they they would have a couple people like yeah like I said do character intro and, and sing sort of verse and then um, uh, and then eventually somebody would be like okay I hear a chorus out of what this is so like there's a sort of uh, increment incremental step you know where it's like suggestion inspires character inspires song uh and then somebody is like oh i know what i i got it and they'll come out and introduce the chorus and then everybody will uh join in on that um i think that is yeah exceptional um and difficult again like improvised shakespeare it's just something that i just i'm, I'm blown away by because it's definitely not something that i'm uh, good at or, or could pull off in the same way which is all the more reason, again, that, that it, it, uh, is, it makes a great opener yeah. is because the well, audience is sitting there like, Holy if shit. you're an improviser, because, like, you know, I can do a montage. Everybody who's who's taken my level four can do a montage, <laughs> um, which are great and much love. But that's the thing. Like, I like seeing stuff I can't do. Going back to uh, that the, the beatboxer, I can't beatbox. Uh, that dude was making noises I didn't think a human can make, and it was awesome. Uh, so, yes, please. Um, yeah, the, the soliloquy in front of Shakespeare. I, whew, that's amazing. Yeah, that and that really is. And, and, and improv is one of those things, you know. Mm -hmm. I, th I think, like, uh, because you're adding skills on top of things, right? It's like, oh, we're speaking in, in specifically Shakespearean. Mm -hmm. I'm specifically beatboxing. I'm specifically singing, uh, you know, adding or, or the memory games in uh, in Elastic Time Cannon. But like, you don't have to you don't have to stack skills like that um, mm -hmm. necessarily. You and and what I like about like the organic openers is that it is something that's specific to improv, but it's not really adding another skill on top of it in order to wow people. It's just it's um it's challenging the improv skill set yeah. as much as possible. Is like we are gonna be all we're all gonna just go for it, right? <laughs> and make tons of mistakes that we're going to weave into gold and stick the landing. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's just improv. Yeah. And that can be something that the, the audience is like, I don't understand how they're able to do that. Um, uh, all, all by itself, you know? Right. Cause that's one of your favorite, one of my favorite compliments. I couldn't do that. That's incredible. Yeah. Especially when it comes from another improviser. That's, that's double impressive to me. Um, yeah. And, and I think it does. It's also like, uh, makes the most again makes the most of the, of the medium, which is improv. It's like, yeah, sometimes, sometimes if you're a guitarist, sometimes you gotta you gotta whip out a wicked, you know, shredding solo. Yeah, um, at your rock show. At your at your <laughs> rock show. Yeah, at, at the improvised Shakespeare rock show. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, any other things that we want to touch on about openers, or just like uh, I think that pretty much covers it. Uh, so. I guess the basic rules are uh, make sure you're bringing the energy, make sure you're connecting with the audience, make sure you're introducing what you need to introduce. Uh, if you want to um, give yourself something to pull from, you know, make it yours. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would say we didn't really talk too much about like, um, cause, cause we, we just don't 
play a lot in the in this style, but like there are a lot of openers or um, approaches to openers where you're trying to pull premises out of uh, out of the opener to to and what I mean by that is to actually kind of go in with like an idea of what you want to have happen in a scene, right. um, the the comedic concept of it, uh, which might include an opening line of dialogue or an intention of like. I'm going to be a character who's specifically with, you know, someone at a specific store and having this specific problem at that store. Um, and uh, that is uh, definitely, again, one way to make the most of a an opener. And my advice, if you're doing that kind of stuff, is to just uh, have your whatever intention you have for, like, the way that you want to pull a premise and apply it to a scene, go in with the attention the intention ready to bail on it. Absolutely. <laughs> the moment your, your partner responds, like they're going to look forward to their influence and the way that it's going to redirect things entirely. Right. Don't, don't get too hung you up on only own that first line of dialogue. Everything after that belongs to the group. Yeah. Yeah. And more than likely, like, you know, sometimes people can get frustrated about, about like, well, they didn't see what I was going for. We want to, we want to be able to have, like, we want to pick up on cues and, and what the, idea of the scene that I'm applying better. And if that's your goal, great. But I would, I would argue that like it, you can pull a, a, a line of dialogue and be like, this is what I'm going in with and what I, ha I hope happens. Mm -hmm. And that, if that's your goal and you're doing it well, the audience will probably see what you're going for. Right. Um, but if your partner doesn't, or is mm -hmm. just inspired to take it in a different direction, then at the very least, you started from a place that was connected to something you already did in the show. So again, it feels improvised and right. it can be really exciting to be like, like, uh, hey, I think we should go this way. And then it's like, oh, yep, you know, yep. uh, that's that is most exciting for uh, me to, to play with and see. And if you oh, advice, I always give people who get frustrated with that. Write the scene. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you love that scene so much. Go home and write it. <laughs> write the rehearsal and act it out. Because uh, you're just writing really fast. I, I, I get frustrated when people get frustrated at that. Like that's not the that's not the art, you know. You can have a strong introduction, but again, you someone from any part, you know, the back line or anywhere can pull that rug out from under you. And you, as the improviser, your job is to be prepared for that and roll with it. Yeah, you know, it's and, and speaking of while we're on this topic because uh, it makes me think of um again one thing that i've heard a lot like against openers or just like a um a word of caution or advice for people on openers is like don't don't let your opener just be a warm-up on stage and, oh, yeah. I, and i think that like writing scenes is kind of like the other extreme of that where it's like don't let your openers just be a uh warm up on stage like make sure it's part of the show Absolutely. um but if you're if you're pull and if you're using your opener to inspire scenes in a way like don't don't try to skip the improv, <laughs> you know what I mean? And jump to writing like absolutely like like uh, <laughs> it, it, right? It's, it's like I, don't make it be yeah, like, don't I, make it be a warm up until I like, love that be point. It's not yeah yeah oh man uh, yeah I love that point. Don't have your openers be your warm up uh, because if you you're basically like what. Susan Messon calls it, you, when you start talking, when you introduce something, you're making a promise to the audience. So if your opener is this big promise and you drop it, uh, that's a little frustrating because why am I invested? Mm -hmm. When someone buys a ticket and sits down, 
they're trusting you to take care of them. Um, and if you make promises and start breaking them, that's not taking care of people. That's just frustrating and annoying and not entertaining. Yeah. I well, I think we're people's improv parents sitting on this couch. Yeah. L- listen we here. We want to talk to you. Listen yeah. here. <laughs> Stop montaging. Be better. <laughs> that's um, so horrible. Stop montage. Be better. <laughs> we expected more of you. We see that you've been doing a lot of montages, and we just—it's not what we had in Can mind for the future. Talk to you for a second, if I yeah. <laughs> uh, man. I do got to say though, it is just amazing to be in the same room. Yeah, uh, this is great because because you know we. I'm said, still we, looking at you on the monitor though. I'm not, I know, I Bob, It's so great to see you. Um, uh, but uh, we mentioned that it was the first time that we, we're doing the, this show in the same room. But yeah. it's also the first time that you and I have been in the same room since last February, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So. Wow. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Get vaccinated so you can have these moments of yeah. uh, so being in the same room. You couch yeah. with a buddy in front of a ring light. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the glare on there. Yeah. <laughs> Double glare. Um. Okay, so that is our conversation on openers. Uh, of course, we'd love to hear from anybody, everybody, on what your favorite openers are. Um, you, I love to hear about unique openers uh, that belong to shows or, you know, uh, troops, teams. Um, drop them in the comments, send them to us. Uh, keep the conversation going um, after the live stream. And um, this has been the Improv Network podcast. Remember to go to the imp- – sorry, yeah theimprovnetwork.org um, for more resources and education on improv. And we will catch you next time, Sundays at 1. Bye. Bye. Thanks for watching. <laughs> Listening. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>